the guy put blinders on me when we were dating. So because <laughs> because well, if I had known what I know now, I'm I told her the other day I was like, I'm concerned that I might have ran away. A lot of what can be said if you don't filter it correctly through the word of God and through what your wife says all the time can be taken in a way of a point of attack. But rarely is that actually the case. It's actually a character building thing. And your wife is trying to push you because she sees the man that God has called you to be. And while you may not see that, she sees that. What's up, fam? Welcome back to our channel. My name is Tim, and this is another episode of the W Podcast, where you get wisdom in the world with the wheelers. And I am so excited. First, though, let me say, next week, Lord willing, Pauline is back, and we have some really big news to share. I can't wait. I'm telling you, it's going to be the best podcast we've ever done and she's excited to come back i know y'all are ready to have her but this week i got two of my brothers with me one from my mother and my daddy and one from my father in heaven if you feel me <laughs> i'm excited for y'all to see zach and matt you may have remembered them from an episode that we did for men only it was titled on uh, it was like a year or two ago at this point um but a lot of great feedback on that, just talking about what it's like to be a man. Uh, but today we're going a different route. We actually want to talk about what is it like to be a man and date an independent woman, date a woman who's type A, or even be in a marriage with somebody like that. And we just want to give our perspective on that. One, because there may be some guys out there who are weary about dating somebody that has a strong personality, or they may be actually in a relationship with somebody like that. And they're trying to figure out how do they navigate, especially in dating. Sometimes people get weird and they're like, well, should I submit, have her submit to me now? It's like, bro, that's not even in the Bible about submitting and dating. And then also there may be some women listening who this may be helpful. It may be encouraging. It may be some tips to help you navigate. How do I date a man and still be my authentic self who God has created me to be. So without further ado, let me bring my brothers on because I'm not doing this alone. Zach, Galleon, Matt, what's up, what's up bro? What's going on? What's up, fam? How's it going? How y'all feeling? Doing well, man. Feeling good, man. Glad to be here. Yeah, I, I'm grateful that y'all are on here. Like I said before, I don't Y'all probably remember, but the podcast, it wasn't even a podcast. Really what it was, was if y'all remember, we did like an IG live and I was yep. like, this is too yep. good to just vanish. I need this joint to be on the podcast. And we ended up putting it on our YouTube channel. It may never even actually made it to um, the podcast, like just the audio. So there may be some people who are just getting to know y'all. If y'all could just do a quick little introduction of y'all selves, and then we're going to get right into this topic. Whoever wants to go first, go. Go ahead, man. I'll go first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how y'all doing? My name is Matt, 27, UMD grad, and I work in HR now. So nice to oh, see you. Oh, okay. A little synopsis. That's what you do. <laughs> Matt, Matt, tell what's, us uh, what's life like for you? <laughs> what's life like? That's a very- What's life like question. for you? What does that mean? <laughs> What do you think that means, bro? Zachary, what are you talking about? Zachary is, crazy. is you single or nah? Yeah, I'm single. I'm single. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Zach? What's your relationship status? I am married two years in. Uh, I am a father. Are you married to a white woman? <laughs> no. <laughs> I am married to a Yoruba woman. I am married to a very, very independent Yoruba woman. 
since we put people yeah. on the spot, I just had to put them out there, man. You know? Nah, yeah. So we've been married. It's funny because I've actually known my wife for close to 20 years now. And uh, my entire life, she's been independent. So this is going to be a fun conversation. Absolutely. And one day soon, this year, later this year, Zach and your wife, Zach, yeah. she's going. y'all going to come back on the pod and we're going to do yeah. a whole episode on you all story interracial marriage because that's a whole we're not even gonna touch that today because we ain't got time <laughs> but i'm telling you yeah that's gonna be fun uh so i have a question for y'all because i would love to hear y'all feedback y'all thoughts on the whole concept of independent woman everybody's thinking about the song i-n-d-e-p-e-n-d-e-n-t you know what that means if they don't know that song they're too young for you um <laughs> or they just may have been really saved at a really young age. God, yeah, awesome. Uh, <laughs> but I, I want to know because I feel like a lot of people may have different ideas of what that means, and we want to make sure everybody's on the same page. So, Zach, I'll start with you. When you hear independent woman, and you mentioned <laughs> it, you said your wife, like she is independent. So, what does that mean when you hear that to you? Man, I think that's a it's a very vast and and broad spectrum of like what that means for everybody else like i know my wife she's the oldest child she was the firstborn daughter she's yoruba so like there are a lot of cultural expectations that come on with that title alone or with that position and i think uh for me what independent woman means is i think about a woman who is confident in who she is and, and who god's called her to be especially and within that it's funny because we were talking about it today it's like you know you you walk into a marriage in a relationship where your, your wife or your girlfriend is independent as a man, you're like, okay, what is the correct way to steward this? So in the independence, you talk about somebody who knows himself, who's confident in the relationship with, with God, with themselves, who you can't really push around, who is intelligent, who's wise, somebody who's seen as a leader. Um, and overall, it's just somebody who like, in my mind, to simp to boil it down to something, it's somebody who you just can't push around. They know who they are. They're they're founded and rooted in God. Yeah, no, that's I like what you said because unfortunately, and I think I may understand why, but a lot of times when you hear independent women, I feel like there's a negative connotation when it comes oh, yeah. to dating. Uh, maybe not in the career space, but even maybe some there too. I feel like there could be a negative. So Matt, we'll start with you too. What do you think yeah. when you hear that independent woman? Yeah, I mean, I agree with um, pretty much everything that Zach said, but I think for me, just for a simple definition, would just be capable of leading themselves well. You know, I think that's pretty much for my definition of independent. Um, and as a woman, obviously, you know, when you're married, there's a lot of conversation around what submission looks like. But, you know, prior to that, and even while you are married, there's a, a certain requirement for you to be able to lead yourself well, um, just as an individual. So. Yeah. Now, Zach, Matt just brought it up, that word submission, and that scares people for different reasons. I heard something, and I would love to hear your take on this, bro, as a married man. I heard something. I posted it a few weeks ago on our page, and it was the this guy was, it was a pastor. He was saying that submission, I don't want to say he was saying it's overrated, but he was saying submission is not the biggest goal in marriage. The biggest goal is agreement. Because if you and your wife are walking in agreement, there's really no need for submission. Because as long as y'all are flowing in an agreement with the decisions you're making, nobody needs to submit to anything. It's only when you guys disagree 
that submission should come into play. So for you, somebody that's been married for two years, obviously not the longest time in the world, but it's something, especially nowadays people get divorced after 72 days. Like mm. for you, <laughs> for you, what has that looked like in your marriage? Just in submission in general. Has it even come up yet? Oh yeah, it came up day one. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> so I think for me, the way I think about it is this, right? When you look at submission, first of all, addressing what that was he a pastor? What, what that guy said, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Submission is biblical, right? And and the way that it works, knowing Bible, right? Wife submits to husband, husband submits to God, right? It is biblical. Now, when we talk about day to day life and and you know what does that look like? I don't think submission is like a day to day thing. I think. For us, I'll talk for us. Submission for us is really when it comes to a big decision, right? It's we're going to talk through it, but ultimately, if we don't know, it's my decision. And that's a submission that she has to me. It needs to be talked about, right? Like, what does submission look like to the both of y'all? You know, it's not a direct, like, whatever I say you do type of thing. It is something that, like, I'm not going to go make all the decisions where we're going to live, what we're going to buy, if we're going to buy a new car, if we're going to buy a new house, where we're going to move if it's across the country to another country, whatever the case is. But I am, she is going to look to me to make the final decision because I'm under the headship of God, right? That's, that's my role. So it, it's God, me, our family, but it's not necessarily this point of like God, me, family. It's God, me, my wife, our family yeah she's right there but ultimately it's my responsibility so submission i don't think so much as a matter of of what we think about submission i don't think it's so much about her submitting as much as it is, is my leadership role and my responsibility yeah i think what you said is good it's not because i think sometimes when you hear submission a woman can especially if they're independent like we're going to be talking about today it can feel like well I'm smarter than him or I got more degrees or whatever it may be. Like I'm just as capable of making a decision. And I think you got to take yourself out of it, take gender out of it and realize it's more so about position. That's how God has organized it. And I was just listening to a sermon the other day and the pastor was talking about, you think about God is God, the father, God, the son, and then the Holy spirit, the son submits to the father. They're both equal in terms of both being mm -hmm. God. But when yeah. it comes to position, the son is going to submit to God. It doesn't mean that he's less God than God the Father. And same thing when it comes to our marriage. We have to be mindful that the husband and the wife are equal. They both have valuable opinions. But when it comes to position, the man is the one that's responsible that God is going to hold accountable at the end of the day. No matter what decision y'all make, think about, let's go back to the garden, Adam and Eve. Eve is the one that took the apple. Eve's the one that ate it first. And when they got in trouble, God came into the garden. He didn't say, Eve, where are you? He said, Adam, where are you? Because he was the one that was responsible. So that's really what it comes down to is that position piece. So I appreciate you sharing that. Now, one thing people also forget about is that the Bible, in that same verse where it talks about a woman should submit to a man, it says y'all should submit to one another. And right. I think, right. ladies, please be careful if you're dating a man. Who is, first of all, he shouldn't be asking you to submit in dating anyway. But be careful if you're dating a man who's always trying to make you do what he says. He doesn't want to listen to your opinion. He doesn't want to talk about it. I'm the man. You got to do this. Run. That is not healthy. And vice versa. 
if there's a, a woman in that situation. Now, Zach, you mentioned that you're married to an independent woman. And we already gave definitions for what that means for us. Mm-hmm. So when you were dating back, not that long ago, but back a while ago, Years. <laughs> was is she the first independent woman you dated? Or is that just the type of woman you were attracted to? Nah, not at all. I like submissive women. Um, <laughs> oh, it, here's why. What Not, not like that. <laughs> what I'm saying is that like, I liked the easiness of not being challenged. That's what I like. I like the comfortability of it because I don't have any problems. I don't, I come home from work and we're just here. You know what I mean? And I think the challenge for me, especially as I stepped into marriage with my wife, is that she loves me so deeply and such so greatly that she's going to challenge a lot, not everything, but a lot of the decisions I make, the words I say, the thoughts I have, like everything in my life and in our marriage she's going to challenge not from a place of belittling or denying or thinking less than but to say that like if we're not growing together with god or by ourselves what are we doing here and i think the thing for me is that like i saw it when we were dating it's funny because we had this conversation a while ago. I think that God put because it it Matt, as you said, die to yourself, right? That is a heavy thing. But I'm telling you, what's even harder a lot of the times is that challenge. And and especially from somebody who to put myself on blast, the childhood wasn't always wonderful, and your examples of marriage weren't always perfect. A lot of what can be said if you don't filter it correctly through the word of God and through what your wife says all the time can be taken in a way of a point of attack. But rarely is that actually the case. It's actually a character building thing. And your wife is trying to push you because she sees the man that God has called you to be. And while you may not see that, she sees that and she's going to get you there one way or another, whether it's comfortable or not, she does not care because she knows herself and she wants you to have that same thing. Oh my goodness. All right. We, we, we got to slow down. We got to slow down because this is too good for us. So first thing you said, you like the easiness, the comfortability of dating women who may not be type A or may not be independent, mm-hmm. who may not push you. Yeah. Why is that? Because there may be a woman listening to this like, why are men like that? Like, <sighs> Who do you want me to talk to right now? You want to talk to type A, type B? <laughs> you can do both. All right. Type A, right? These days and and men, okay, let me say it like this. Men are under attack daily, right? And I think the idea of a man is under attack now more than ever. I think that men struggle so much with identity that to be challenged with an by an independent woman can push them away out of a place of she doesn't respect me. And it's never about, well, not I can say never, but rarely is it about a place of disrespect. It is a place of securing your own heart, right? Protecting your own self. There's a balance and there's a, I'll say it like this, there's a language of how to utilize that conversation and really come into a place where you're challenging your significant other, your boyfriend, your husband, whatever, 
in a way that is both challenging and direct, but also sometimes a soft place to land, right? You need both, there's a time and a place for both, right? Type B, why do men go to a easier, right, woman? It's because they're not ready yet to be challenged. And in my opinion, I'm not saying anybody else shares this, but they're not ready for marriage a lot mm. of the time. Because if you're not ready to be working things out in a relationship, how do you know that you'll be ready and willing to work that out in a marriage? Yep. Yeah, marriage only amplifies who you really are. Um, Matt, I want to get you in here, bro, because you being in a position where you're navigating these things live in real time, oh, yeah. is, how are you, are you able to identify on the first day, second day, just text, whatever it may be, are you able to identify if a woman is type A, is independent, and if you are, how do you discern or how are you trying to discern? Is this somebody who is trying to correct me and guide me and push me to be the best I can be, like Zach said? Or let's just be honest, there's some crazy people out here. Is this person just crazy and they just want to boss me around? And how are you navigating this? Yeah. I mean, I think um, first, first things, I think that being independent doesn't necessarily make you a type a person like when i'm thinking type a i'm thinking more so a person that's you know organized likes things the way that they like them person that's type b is more go with the flow um, i think you can be independent either which way it's just kind of like i guess more so how you operate just as a person but i think for me like if i'm going out on a date or i'm meeting someone and we're getting to know each other one of the ways um most of the time for me like if we're getting to know each other, I'll just flat out ask, you know, I'll ask questions. So I'll ask them um, kind of like a bit about their personality, you know, what their friendships are like, different stuff like that, just to be able to get to know how they see themselves. And then for me, that helps me understand like where their heart is and just understanding like the why behind some of the things that they may say. So if there's something that comes up where it comes off as something that's challenging, being able to understand like, okay, like where is this actually coming from? Is this trying to lead me to a better place or is this trying to lead me to a place that's um, just not necessarily what's best for me? So I think it just comes down to asking questions and then you're able to get to know them. I think it doesn't really take too long to be able to tell, you know, kind of like how a person is. You're like, hey, how was your day? You know, and they're, you know, like, oh, yeah, I, I didn't really do anything. And that's every single day. You know, they're, they're probably a person who's more comfortable going with the flow or a person that's like, oh, I did this, I did this, I did this. They're a person who, okay, like I'm, you know, going after the things that are that I'm, I've planned for. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that <laughs> – I, I thank you for sharing that about the type A, type B, because we're not trying to say that type A means independence. So I'm glad you clarified mm. that. But sometimes yeah. it can mean that. Um, Zach, you brought up some other good stuff, bro. Hmm. When you were talking about understanding the difference in marriage between your wife attacking you and her trying to make you better yeah, and being secure enough to do that has that been a journey for you? Is that something like mm. for the single men, for the single men who are looking or listening, how did you navigate that? Because I'm sure, and you said there was blinders, but I'm sure there were moments when you were dating where there was some type of pushback you were getting and you weren't really rocking with it. Yeah. Coming into an understanding, especially this is somebody who you're like, you're dating to marry, right? When you think about the end goal and okay, do I, 
do I see myself with this person? Is this who God has called me to be with? You know, is, is, am I secure in this? Okay, if the answer is yes, right? I think a lot of that is keeping the end goal in mind, right? There is a clear and stark difference between an attack and a challenge. An attack is personal. You'll hear a lot of, you did this, you're the reason why, this, this, and that, right? Things that are directly towards you. A challenge is a question, not a, a statement, right? So a challenge is saying, hey, babe, why do you do, or why did you say, or why do you think X, Y, and Z? When you're dating, I think the number one thing to think about is I'm here for a reason. Because prayerfully, you prayed about this, right? Like you went to God and took this to God and you're saying, okay, this is God. Tell me, yes, this is the person for me. Then I need to understand and put it on my heart and my mind that we're going to work through this, right? Everything we do is temporary. Everything we talk about, like the goal is growth every time. You cannot back down if that's who God has called you to be because whatever you do in dating is a building block in marriage. That's your foundation. If you're not building your foundation, it's on sand, not a building block. Sand doesn't produce a good foundation. So if you're just cruising throughout it and not really working together on things, I'm not saying that you're going to have a hard marriage, but you're going to work things out and learn real quickly in your first year, two years about how y'all feel about certain things. The idea, in my opinion, is to talk to each other and really build that dream of like in that vision for what you think that God is calling y'all to in your relationship and soon after your marriage so that you can work through any challenge and you're actually growing from it and not stunting. Yeah. Now, I like what you said, but I'm curious. Like, let's just get as practical as possible here. Because y'all know in the Christian space, things can get a little weird. People can be a little uptight. When somebody's listening to this and they're thinking about, okay, I, I want to cast vision, but how do I cast vision with somebody but without getting involved too quickly? Like, is there a certain point in a relationship maybe where it's a better time to have those type of vision conversations? Like, is the first three months, is that too serious? Or is the first three dates, whatever it is, is there a good time for that, in your opinion? And either of you can jump in on that. Because I'm just thinking about somebody who's like, man, this sounds like a lot. And, and I'm just curious of what y'all thoughts are on that. I'm going to say no. There is no time. I mean, I'm a firm believer in in the first day throwing everything out there. Like, now I don't mean like the deep stuff, but I do mean like the this is how many kids I want. This is what I, I want to be with my life. This is my family. Politics, money, religion. Zach is not wasting time. Oh, because my. why? Why are we here? Like, I'm I'm not gonna spend three dinners worth of money on you to <laughs> come true. here and do nothing. But I'm serious. Like, it's like, we're not here. Like, let's talk about it. Like, if, we, if we're going to be intentional about, like, getting to know each other, like, let's do it, right? And I think part of that is, is like, being comfortable. Now, I don't think that there's a time limit or, like, a, a mark, per se. I think you just got to move at your own pace, whether that's your third date, whether that's three months in. 
if you're a year into dating propose. Um, but you know, that's, you know, that's, that's my mindset. Matt, what, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's, it's highly contextual because imagine a person going on a first date with someone that they just met versus a person going on a date with someone that they've known for years, like Zach mm-hmm. and Lola. Uh, I think that that makes a world of difference because when you already know a person, you already, you know, you know about them, you have mutual friends, you know, there's, there's things where it's like, you already have an understanding of who this person is. So there's already some sort of emotional investment. So you're able to get closer to those more serious conversations quickly because you both already know like, okay, like I'm going to, I'm, I'm interested in pursuing this with this person, someone who you're just getting to know. I think some of those conversations on the first date, it might be a bit jarring to the other person, <laughs> um, but I really think it just really just depends. I think that it depends on how you're flowing. Right. You know, I think that there's been times where on the first date, you know, we just had fun and, and talked about just life in general and then other stuff we got deep, you know? So I think it really just depends on, you know, the flow between, you know, you and that person, honestly. Yeah. I like that word, uh, the flow, because I think that's a good point. If y'all are, <laughs> don't be weird. Like if y'all are in the <laughs> middle of playing mini golf and y'all are just laughing about so you how, are how many kids, right, right, right. <laughs> right come on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was that middle name you said? <laughs> Who you voting for? Yeah. Like, just like, whoa, chill, bro. I don't know. Harambe, bro. So that's a great point, Matt. I want to be vulnerable a little bit because we're talking about dating and dating somebody who knows what they want and communicates it how they want. Now, when me and Pauline dated, I was 21, 22, so a lot younger. And I, God was still working on me. I had only been saved for a little over a year before me and Pauline started dating. So mm-hmm. as y'all know, baby Christian, like still really trying to figure out uh, being an adult period. And then still trying to figure out how to do that as a Christian. Yeah. So I had a lot of issues and insecurity was one of them. That was definitely a big issue for me that I was working on at that time. And Y'all know my wife, <laughs> and mm-hmm. she can be very clear and yeah. very strong sometimes if there's something that she really wants. And marriage was one of those things that she really <laughs> wanted when we were dating. And we dated for we were we dated and we were engaged for two and a half years. To some people, that's a super long time. To some people, that's not that long. It just depends on your background. For us, that was longer than we would have ideally liked to be dating. Now it worked out because. We were young, like I mentioned. There was a lot of things that God was working on on both of us, but we still wanted to be ma- be married, and we had a lot of conversations around that. And at the time, Pauline, I was still learning her. So when you're dating, you're still learning somebody. So you don't really understand. Sometimes they may say something, and they don't mean it the way you're hearing it. You're hearing it through your heart and your experience, not necessarily through their heart and what they're trying to communicate. So I was hearing, I want to be married. Hurry up, make it happen. Propose, propose, propose. And like the pressure was like so much of a weight on me. And because of my insecurity, because I was scared that she would leave, like other people may have left in my life or how I thought other people may have left. I felt this pressure. I got to make this happen. I'm the man. I got to be a man. I got to step up. Granted, I'm in college making not a lot of money. How am I going to propose? Like, how does that make sense? I remember having serious conversations. I remember going to a restaurant with my dad and sitting down with him like, you know, I just feel so pressed and stressed out to try to 
I couldn't even save for a ring, really. Like, I just I didn't have the money to be able to do anything. How am I going to have the money to pay for a home, have the money to rent an apartment? Like, it just practically didn't make sense. But because of my insecurity, I was, like, trying to force it. Like, God, I feel like you're calling us to be married. So that must mean it's got to be right now. So I remember him just going out with me and be like, just having a real conversation. Like, you you just practically aren't ready. Uh, I even had a separate conversation, more chill, with my pastor. He was like, you need to graduate school first. Like, let's let's focus on the things that need to be focused on first before you start trying to think about marriage. And I think my whole point in bringing the story up is if you're somebody who struggles with insecurity, it's not a bad thing to date somebody who is going to push you and challenge you. Mm-hmm. But like Zach was saying earlier, don't allow how you frame life to cause you to run away when somebody is trying to help you be the best you can be. Someone is. And even if like you, you could say that her me feeling pressure to get married wasn't necessarily me being the best I could be as a person in that specific situation. But getting married is not a bad thing. And me mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to make a situation happen isn't a red flag to be like, all right, she's toxic. I got to run. It's like, no, I just have to learn how to be able to communicate. Hey, here's the plan. When I graduate in six months, it's going to take me two months to save for a ring. I will propose soon after that. Like being able to have a game plan instead of just feeling the pressure and kind of sinking in like a turtle, I think is something that can be very helpful for somebody who's in that stage and they feel the pressure of a woman, especially really when you're dating marriage is the thing that they're pressuring you about. You know, maybe it, depending on who you are, maybe they're pressuring you to get a job or a better paying job or whatever, but whatever they're pressuring you about, that doesn't mean you need to run into doing it. That doesn't mean you need right. to, that you need to slow down and pray and say, Lord, can you help me come up with a plan? And he'll give you vision. So that was a long winded story, but I hope it's helpful to somebody who may be dating somebody right now and they feel like they are just coming at them every day with, I, you need to do this and you need to do that. And maybe they're hearing this and they're like, well, I know that they love me. I know that they care for me. It's not that they're trying to make me be a bad person or do something that I don't want to do. I want to do these things. How do I communicate? How do I take this in and actually activate that? So I appreciate y'all sharing that. Last thing I'll, I'll ask for you, Zach, when you were dating, because you knew that she had a strong personality, because you knew how she communicated, did you have any concerns about getting married and what y'all marriage would be like? Because we talked about how when you get married, things can be amplified. So were you wondering, like, oh, my gosh, like, she only got a ring on it yet. And she is like, mm-hmm. she's like coming at me. Like, was there any concern with that? To be honest, No. And the crazy thing is, is that like during the time that we dated, now granted, we didn't date for very long. We only dated for, I think, six months. We'd never had an argument a single time. Um, you could chalk you could chalk that up to good communication, or you could chalk that up to we weren't taking it seriously. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no! Oh lord! Never Here's I, I do want to touch on something real quick though. But what you said, right? Please. You said something about being able to communicate to Pauline the plan and everything that she's more or less challenging you with, right? There was something I heard. I was listening to uh, one of the podcasts uh, from the uh, Perry's. It was the one with the Fabians. And the wife, uh, uh, I don't remember her name, but of the Fabian family, she said something, brought something up that was like, 
when we are talking about how something feels or something that's been said to us, one of the things that they do is like, I'm addressing the lie of X, Y, and Z. So if Lola comes to me, she's like, hey, you didn't do the dishes. And I hear, oh, she's calling me lazy. I'm going to say to her, I'm addressing the lie that you're calling me lazy. And she's going to say, you're right. I'm not calling you lazy. I'm just saying that you didn't do the dishes. And it's like, cool, let me get up and do the dishes. Right. Like taking the personal side out of it and just she's just making a statement that you didn't do the dishes in the timeline that y'all talked about. So it's a communication, but also communication of like how things make you feel. And it's like addressing that, like with yourself, just because it made me feel this way doesn't mean that's the truth. And I need to talk to her about that and make her aware that, like, when you say this and it's not necessarily how you say, but it's when you say this, this is how I felt. And what that is, is it's building your communication with each other, but also building yourself and the confidence that my wife and or girlfriend loves me and is not here to attack me. And I think that's a big thing that people can learn. It's just like pause on what's being said, reflect on it and really like filter it with logic. Yeah. But well, can I say something to, real quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. That's a great point. And I think something to be mindful of, especially if you are someone who can be very direct in what you're saying in a relational situation, sometimes you may need to over communicate, especially if your partner doesn't receive the directness as well as you do. You may need to over communicate more your heart behind it. And that's not a bad thing. Like, don't look at that like, oh, I got to baby somebody. No, you got to learn how to love the person that you're trying to have a marriage with. And you want to love them well. And I think over-communication is so key because one of the reasons why people end up getting divorced is because they didn't communicate well enough. Because mm-hmm. somewhere along the lines, there was a disconnect between what they thought the desired outcome of their marriage was going to be. And a lot of that comes down to lack of communication. So I just wanted to point that out. Like, that is so key. Like, the sooner you can learn how to communicate with the person that you're in a relationship with and, like, actually learning how they think mm-hmm, that we part. Be selfish sometimes we can yeah. be like i'm going to communicate how i'm going to communicate i'm going to talk like this you're going to learn to receive it and it's like that's cool but that's not going to end the way you want it to and yeah. learning you know what i care about this person they don't like when i come at them like this or when i come at them at a certain time i'm going to change that that can make a big difference so I, that was i just had to call that out yeah no and and that like you just said you have to learn their communication skills it's the same thing with love languages I might receive physical touches of love, but doesn't mean that she does. So when we're talking about, that's a whole different thing. We'll get into that <laughs> later. But, you know, it, it's just crazy because it's like, you know, when you really learn to address it head on and you receive it out of love, it's crazy how much healing that brings in that. Um, but going back to your question, um, in dating, how did I, how did I, ooh, I'm sorry, remind me of the question. Yeah, was it? And we don't even have to go here anymore because that what we just said was so good. But I was asking you, were you was there any hesitation or not hesitation? Not really the right word, but were you there any concerns about when you get married? Like she gonna be demanding some things, and <laughs> how do I handle that? Yeah, I mean there was there was a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, there was um, there was a question that I had within myself of really and truly like am i strong enough for this because it does take a different type of strength to be with somebody who is independent and who knows himself now i'm not saying strength to handle that but strength to really build on yourself 
because it's like, okay, put myself under there. My wife is independent. She's a very small woman. Finances were never my strong point. Finances are her strong. She knows how to save money. She knows how to do a budget. Yada, yada, yada. I came in America and said, budget, ooh, we spending this money, baby. <laughs> I didn't care. And again, now I'm learning to do a budget. You know, I was having this conversation with one of my friends the other day about, you know, marriage and leading in money. And, you know, he's like, he told me, he's like, you know, my wife is just better than me. And I said, it does not matter if she's better than you at it. She just wants you to lead in it. She knows that she knows more than you. Her goal is growth. She wants to see you lead this family. And I think the same thing in, in dating is it's the same mindset, right? Like, she understands your weaknesses, bro, just as well as you understand her strengths. She knows what she's in this relationship for and or marriage for. Go with it. I mean, that's that's just, I mean, it's it's yeah, it's scary sometimes because you're like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with. Yeah, like how am I gonna deal with this? Is this gonna amplify? Is this gonna be 10 times worse? You know, I, I wasn't thinking about it the full spectrum. And did I learn a lot more about marriage and how things work in day to day life? Yeah, absolutely. I learned real quick that I did the dishes the wrong way my whole life. <laughs> it's it's just things like that that you're going to learn real quick. But ultimately, like, yeah, there, there was a little bit of a hesitancy at first. And I learned going throughout our relationship and now our marriage that not only sure it was the right decision, but it is the decision that changed the calling on my life and not so much the calling, but the projection and the route and how I'm going to get there. Mm. I mean, you know, I, I really feel like who you marry is a really determination of whether or not you're going to fulfill all the things that God has called you to in your life or not. Yeah. When you start and even you can see it when you start dating, like they sh it should be clear that your life is getting better because of the woman that you date and eventually marry. Uh, I, I definitely believe that because they're called to be our helper. They're called to help mm -hmm. us accomplish whatever God has called us to do. Matt, do you have any thoughts around that? Because that's that's what, what Zach just said about, am I strong enough? Like, is that something that ever comes up to you or when you're talking to friends? Like, is that something that y'all ever like... Oh, I don't know if I'm ready to. Is that why you think some guys, and maybe not you personally, but just in general, is that why you think some guys? Because a lot of times there's feedback that like men don't want to date or single men aren't really trying. Do you think some of that is the case? Not for you personally, but for for other guys, like I ain't really trying to have to deal with that. I think that honestly, you have to get to a point as a as just as a man where you're saying, I am not going to allow my insecurities to be the thing that's leading me. I think at the end of the day, for every man, you have to get to a point where you're saying, okay, regardless of how I feel about myself, I need to address that first. So for a lot of guys that are that are single, I think they're in a place where they're like, okay, I'm just working on me right now. Um, but for a lot of guys, maybe it's like, okay, well, I know that a relationship takes this and I'm just not ready or not willing to do that. Um, I think that there's plenty of men that are in that population, but I think at the end of the day, um, you really have to just understand yourself and understand that your partner's strengths are your strengths. And I think part of insecurity says, oh, if they're good at this and I'm not, that means that I'm a bad leader or that means that, you know, I can't be the, the person that they look to. Um, when at the end of the day, if you're with a person that's strong in an area that you're weak in, like that's a blessing. <laughs> like being able to say, okay, I can allow 
this as an opportunity for me, for me to learn from her, for me to be able to take something that I'm insufficient in and lead it to sufficiency and be able to say, you know what, that not only am I uh, making her better, but she's also making me better just as two individuals and in a relationship where for me, if you know, okay, I'm weak in these areas, you can even say, okay, I'm, I'm looking to grow in these areas. Oh, you're strong in these areas, Bet we're going <laughs> to, we're going to make sure that the areas that I'm strong in and you're weak in, you're going to grow in and the areas that I'm weak in and you're strong in that I'm going to help you grow in as well. What kind of, um, what, what kind of humility does that take though? to really just sit here and be like, admit as a man, like, and typically let's talk about it this way in an area that predominantly men are better than, you know, for me, in my mind, like it goes to cooking, right? Now my wife's a better cook, but in this example, right? If I was a better cook, how the kind of humility she has to be right. like, oh, I, need, I can learn from that, you know, or yeah. I don't know, fixing things or, from my mind, I'm like, you've got to have this like level of humility on you and in you to sit here and say, especially when you talked about the whole submission thing and equality thing, where you talk about all of that and wrap it up and you're like, okay, I need, I can learn from her. She has wisdom prayerfully. And it's like taking that and running with it, right? Like let the wisdom overflow onto you just the same as you do for her, because the better that she is, the better you are. Yeah. That's that's I think that last thing that you just said is really what it is, is understanding that the better you are and the better I am, the better we are. Like, it's not about me versus you. It's about us together. So the humility comes in when you say, if I was perfect, I wouldn't need some other person in my life mm -hmm. to, to, to grow, to prosper, um, to fulfill the call of God on my life. Like if I, if I was perfect. So understanding that we're supposed to have weaknesses. We're supposed to have things that we're not strong in because we're human. And at the end of the day, if I'm with this person and they're stronger in that area, the humility can come by saying, you know what, that's actually the purpose <laughs> that you're in my life is to help me in these areas and vice versa for me to be able to say, well, like, for, like for your example, like with cooking, like let's say like I'm um, with a person, I'm the better cook. She's not like, oh, like, let me help you like, let me show you exactly like what I do so you can learn how to do this too. You know, and it's not about like, oh, I'm better than you, you know, and I, I can prove it. It's about, hey, like, this is something that I know you want to grow in and I actually have the tools to be able to help you do that. Um, yeah. And I think when you, when you look at a relationship as a, as a partnership, when you look at a relationship as I'm here to help you, you're here to help me. Um, and it's out of love versus out of some sort of like, business deal <laughs> mm -hmm. you're able to you're able to actually say you know what like i'm glad that you actually are strong in these areas because if not then who we, we got to go elsewhere to, to to figure this thing out you know um like how much of a blessing is to be able to in-house say okay like i can learn how to do the things that are going to lead me to me being the best me for us being able to follow with the uh follow what god has for us in this in this life you know yeah, it's crazy because like, and I'm sure Tim could be an assessment to this as well. In my experience and with those I've talked to about marriage, marriage is often healing wounds that you never caused in the first place. And so talking about what you just said, when it comes to helping each other be better, it goes into every area, right? Like when you're healing different wounds. So like in my mind, we talk about that cooking thing. 
why is it that you don't, aren't a better cook? Is it something that like your parents just never taught you or was it something you rejected when you were young? And like, you can just look at it at a deeper level and that grows your intimacy together. Like it's, it's crazy when you really start to look at and ask the question why, like my wife does a really great job at asking questions so much so that it can be annoying because <laughs> it's just like, stop. But they're logical, right? Like when you think about it, it's like, no, really think about the why behind whatever it is, whatever you have a problem with, whatever you enjoy, whatever you love, whatever you listen to, watch, blah, 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 blah. It's like, if you really stop to look at the why, so why don't I like cooking? For me personally, I just never like staying in the kitchen because it's hot and I sweat. <laughs> it's just not my thing. <laughs> like, that's just me. And, you know, and then now I love doing it. So like when I was a single man and living on my own for years, I didn't cook for myself. Man, I might cook like a pound of ground beef and some frozen vegetables, and that was my dinner. Ba da ba ba ba. I'm loving it every day, boy. <laughs> every day, bro. <laughs> I remember. I remember the, um, right before we got engaged. It was the. Uh, it was like January or February. I think I spent like seven hundred dollars each month eating out. That's how much I just didn't cook at home. That's how much it's, you was crazy. What the seven hundred, bro? I was like, I looked at it. And I was like, golly! Wow. I was like, imagine what I could have done with that money. You know what I mean? Paid off a debt, paid off, yeah, you know, whatever. But now I love cooking for my wife and daughter. Like I love just being able to provide a good meal. And it look at the growth. We bro, love I'm it. telling you, I'm telling. It's crazy because it's like when you allow, and this is what I'm talking about. When you allow yourself to heal in areas that you didn't know as a man that you needed to heal from. I mean, it, it's crazy to me that like the challenge isn't a challenge out of a place of like beating you down. But like I said, it's calling you to more. It is in my mind. I try to wrap my mind around a challenge a lot of times as a bandage and some ointment, right? Like we're taking this wound, we're cutting it wide open and then we're going to wrap it back up and let it properly heal, not just scar up and get infected. Because a lot of us, myself as chief, didn't really ever deal with things as men from our youth and from our younger adult days. So it's like, she's sitting there, she like pokes something, and I'm like, yo, back off. She's like, oh, there's a reaction. Let's talk about that. And it's like, yo, that's uncomfortable. I don't want to talk about this. I mean, I there was, shoot, last week, the week before, we were doing our quiet time together, right? And we just started talking just about life, about our prayer points. And we just pray 21. So we're talking about like all these different prayer points. It's talking about somehow we got into the topic of me and my youth. There was something that I didn't deal with. And I basically blocked out from my youth that was uprooted, came out completely undealt with. And so now, I mean, you think about, I don't know, leaving a piece of food underneath a bed and underneath the rug for 20 years, what is that going to look like? It's going to have mold, it's going to be disgusting, it's going to be rotted. And it's like, okay, now let's deal with that. And it's crazy to me because it's like, this is, I told her, this is the most uncomfortable thing that I've ever talked to you about in my entire life. Hands down, I don't want to talk about it. And she said, tough luck, let's talk about it anyway, because <laughs> that's what's required in marriage. Yeah. Love that. Go ahead, bro. No, I mean, I still love that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like we really starting to cook towards the end of this joint. 
which is really really fun. Matt, you said a couple things that I can't let slide. We got to rewind back to that uh, as we get towards the closing because this – I just don't want people to miss how how good some of the little you got like little quotables. Uh, people, I don't want people to miss your partner's strengths are your strengths, especially when you get married. Like that, just yeah. please, like you, I don't gotta reiterate what you said, but that that is so good. If you see something, because Matt, you, you you know this story of somebody we know talked about how they were jealous of their spouse at one point in time because of the gifts that God had given them, not realizing that. When you have your spouse, like Matt was saying, you have somebody who you can share those gifts with and yeah. they can help you get better. But also you can just mooch off their gifts. Like if they're good at entertaining, mm -hmm. let the people come over and you get to have some friends and all that. Like just allow your partner to be the compliment they're supposed to be. Yeah. The win for one for them is a is a win for you. Yeah. You know, I think um for me, one of the things that I've been able to pull out gratitude from uh, being single and, and content is the fact that like I'm able to work on myself so that I'm a better me for my future wife. I think that when I, when I'm able to be around guys like you guys that are married, guys that are learning more about themselves and what it takes to be um, a great husband, I'm able to look at myself and say like, okay, what do I need to address in myself? What do I need to look for in me that's going to be uprooted, <laughs> you know, in, in those situations and be able to grow in that humility, like Zach said, to be able to grow in that understanding of, okay, like if I don't deal with this, then it's going to come up eventually. Um, and I think it takes away some of the fear in that. Like you talked about earlier, Tim, with single guys, where it's like, I, there's, there's no such thing as being, uh, perfectly ready to be married or, or in a relationship or, or whatever it is. But I do think that when you're able to say, I'm working on myself as an individual and I'm looking for a person that's working on, the, on themselves as an individual and then y'all are coming together, I think that makes for such a better partnership than two people who are kind of just like uncontent in their, in their singleness, a person that's kind of just not necessarily focused on, you know, growth. And I think that part of being independent is saying, okay, what is it going to take for me to get from point A to point B? Yeah. yeah. So last question, because you said this, you said, I'm not going to allow insecurity to drive my decisions. So yeah. if you could just speak to somebody who's listening to this and they're like, Zach, Matt, y'all said some really good stuff. And I want to do that. I, I want to be better. I want to work on myself as a single but I don't really know how to. What would you say to somebody? It could be a man or a woman. It doesn't matter. What would you say to somebody who's like, I wanna, I want to allow my insecurities not to drive me, but I don't know how to. Where do I start? Where Where's some things that you can share with them? I think start by sharing them. You know, I think the hardest part is accepting it yourself, and then actually sharing it with another person. Um, I think that as a believer, like there's things that I can pray for and pray about. Um, but the worst is like, as I'm actually confessing it to one another, to other people, that's where I find healing. So I think for me, it's about, okay, like maybe I need to go talk to a, to a mental professional, to a counselor, to a therapist, to actually be able to 
take a step back mentally and say, okay, like, what is it that's blocking me from being able to be my best self? Or maybe it's having that conversation with a, a close friend or confidant or family members and understanding, you know, what is the perspective of me that I can't see? Like, what are my blind spots? What are the areas that I'm weak in that I may not even be aware of? And being able to have the the foresight to say, okay, if these are the things that I'm seeing like commonly, like these are the things that keep showing up in my life, how are they connected? At what point, I, I love um, one of my one of my pastors said this, you have to take a look at your past and be able to understand that there was a point where something happened and that was the point that you stopped growing. So being able to take yourself back to that place, pick that version of you up and bring it to your present. I think that that is something that is so important just as you're growing just as a person, just as an adult and being able to say, okay, there's, there's something that I left behind there. There's some joy that I left behind. There's a part of me that I left in that place when I went through that trauma, when I went through that abuse and being able to say, you know what, I'm going to take a step back and being able to take that back to where I am now, you're actually able to be present. Yeah, no, that's yeah. really good. And the verse that you reference, James five sixteen, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And I think one of the reasons that's hard to do, bro, is because when we hear sin, we think about premarital sex or we think about getting drunk and we think about kind of the big things and yeah. we don't realize yeah. that walking in insecurity can be a sin because sin just means to miss the mark. It means that you're not doing, you're not living how God has fully called us to live. And I think when you change your perspective on what sin is, it changes your perspective on what you should share to be able to get that healing. So I think that's a really good point. Any last thoughts that y'all want to share? You don't have to have a last thought, but if you do, I didn't want to just end it. And y'all like, I got more to say. So any last words for the people uh, before we get off of here? No. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, we can, yeah. No, no, no. no. That, that's, that's the beauty of being with men. Because sometimes we don't say what it. we say. And that's it. So I know y'all got some value from this. I know that this was helpful. Uh, you can follow Matt and Zach if you want. I'll, I'll drop their uh, Instagrams in the show notes. And this has been another episode of the W Podcast. We'll see y'all next week. All right. Thanks for having us. Thanks for watching this video. To get more Christian relationship advice, subscribe to our channel. And make sure you check out our other videos as well.